Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I'm your host, Mashnor Kabir, and I know the leprechaun at the end of the rainbow. So, I have recently moved, and I'm actually recording this episode on Wednesday rather than on Sunday, which I normally record because I was sitting on the floor for a few days waiting for my desk to come in. It finally did. Slowly but surely, the iPhone event was on Tuesday, and I think I'll talk about that next week. So, this week, episode 20, look at that, our second um, decade, Desi episode, I don't know how to explain that, but 20, yeah, the second, second set of 10, and this one might be a longer episode, maybe we'll hit 30 or somewhere around there rather than 40, but I wanted to offer something very valuable, something that I've learned, garnered, and gotten in my life through the past few years. And as you can tell from the title of this episode, I want to give three rules to have successful relationships within your life. But before we begin... In the last episode, we talked about being enslaved to things, and one thing that I should have mentioned is that a lot of people are enslaved to their phones, specifically social media. Instead of explaining this myself, I direct and highly recommend everyone watch a documentary titled The Social Dilemma on Netflix. It's awesome and extremely eye-opening. Now, this is episode 20 of Seriously Funny, our second 10. We'd love to see it. And, oh, this is another intro. Uh, yeah, so I thought I'd share some stuff I've learned throughout my life, but I did want to give a small disclaimer. I've screwed up most of the relationships in my life, and I've seen many other relationships absolutely destroyed. This has been learned, salvaged from all of the fire and wreckage I've observed in my relationships and in other relationships throughout the past seven years of my life. So I present to you three of the most important rules, facets, components, whatever you want to call them, successful tips for relationship. Let's begin. And the first one is honesty. Lies just never work. Okay, lies just from what I've seen in my life, I've never seen lies work well. They don't go well. They always come back to bite you in the face, not on the butt, very visibly bite you straight on your effing face. I don't understand how it happens, but maybe it's karma. Maybe it's not, but probably. Yeah, definitely karma. To me, it's karma, right? Karma is just cause and effect. But if you lie, that will come back to you. And I believe there's always, always uh, another another way, an honest way to handle all situations in which you can get through it without lying. And another thing with honesty is people are really good at knowing when you're lying. So there was an experiment conducted by Leanne Ten Brink, Dana Stimson, and Dana R. Carney at the University of California. I probably butchered those names. In this experiment, they wanted to discover whether split-second gut-level reactions were better at identifying dishonesty than our conscious judgment. 
to test this, they asked undergraduates to watch some videos of interrogations of people suspected of stealing a hundred bucks. Only some of the suspects stole the money, but every person in the tapes were told to act as if they were innocent. When the undergraduates were asked to consciously identify which suspects were lying and which were telling the truth, their answers weren't very accurate. 54% was the accuracy, to be exact. So that goes against what I just said. People, people are bad at lying, is, is what that says. I mean, a little over 50, which is pretty good still. But these researchers measured the undergraduates' unconscious split-second gut reactions to the videos. These students proved much better at sorting the liars from the truth-tellers. Participants who were thinking about one of the videotaped liars responded faster to words like, quote, dishonest, end quote, quote, deceitful, end quote, and quote, untruthful, end quote, than to words like, quote, honest, end quote, or, quote, genuine, end quote. And when thinking of one of the truthful suspects, the opposite was true. So... Yeah, people are really good at knowing when you're full of crap, all right? It smells bad. It's very noticeable, all right? So don't lie. Don't feel yourself full of crap. It's not going to go well. Either they're going to know you're doing it or, again, karmically or something, it's going to come bite you in the effing face. Don't lie. It does not work. Never, ever. It just doesn't. Don't try, okay? And lying these days is probably really easy with text, especially because text is 7% of communication. So communication goes under uh, 74855 rule. Is that right? Uh, or is it 45? Crap. Uh, no, 30, 35. Yeah, 38, 38. All right. 738.55 rule. What does that mean? Sorry, I was doing a bunch of math in my head trying to figure out how, what added to 100. Um, 7% of communication is language, just words, right? So the things that come out of your mouth translated into vibrations from your vocal cords that we call language, that's 7% of communication. The words you actually say to someone don't even make up 10% of the communication. doesn't even hit double digits like episode 20 of this podcast. Please like and subscribe and share and all the great stuff. Throw it in here in the middle. It's not even the middle. Honestly, I don't even know if we'll get to 30. We'll see. Maybe it will be a short episode. But yeah, so 7% of communication is text. Lying, Lying is probably easier through text. Sarcasm is probably harder through text. Everything's harder to text. Harder and some things are easier to text. Text sucks. It's, you're not communicating. 7% is nothing, literally nothing. And if you're good at lying, calls, uh, I'm sure that you can believably lie pretty well if you practice the word. Oh, wait, what, what is this? Um, if you're good at lying, calls. Yeah, calls, calls work. If you're good at lying, you can deceive people uh, through, through the calls because calls, the 38% of communication is going to be uh, the tone of voice. So calls has language and tone of voice. So that's going to be 45%, not even half of communication will get done through a call. And then 55% of communication is body language, right? So 
a FaceTime, a video call can get really close, I'm sure. However, it's it's not all of the body. It's facial, and that's really high, but I'm sure it would only get to like 90. You still need the rest of everything. And so, I don't know, I guess if your video call is completely there, I think there's also this component of uh, just energy and just being next to someone, but you can get that through a screen if you try really hard. But yeah, in general, though, some people are really good at lying in a very believable way if you really really practice really hard you can be one of those people and there's a word for these people actually they're called con artists that's questionable company do you i mean if you want to associate with those people go for it but personally not not my choice of uh of friends so you know take that uh yeah i mean you know honesty it's just not, it's not easy. It's not always easy at all. It's just, sometimes it's really hard, really sucky. And sometimes you think, oh, if I am honest here, I'm effed. There's always a way, even if you play with your words, never lie. Never lie. All right. In my experience, honesty, honesty always yields the best results. And I encourage you through everything I've seen, everything I've learned, honesty works. Lying, lying, deceit, it doesn't work. And as someone who's played that game of deceit many, 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 many times, yeah, you can do that. But lying, lying's going to come back to get you. Deceit, you have to be a god to to be able to do that in a way that that doesn't come back to absolutely destroy you. But yeah. The next next rule tip whatever the freak this is that I have is adamant adamancy and obduracy. Don't do it. So what do those words mean? Well, great question. Uh, to put simply, they mean a refusal to change, to put they, a refusal to edit your habit, to change the way you think, the way you do things. And I'll pull up a formal definition, adamancy and obduracy. Don't know how loud my keyboard is. Uh, so obduracy is resoluteness by virtue of being unyielding and inflexible. Yeah, inflexible and unyielding. Don't don't be that. And then adamancy is uh, not willing to change one opinion, one's opinion, purpose, or principles. Again, unyielding. Those are the formal definitions. So to one extent, you know, there's some things like your beliefs and virtues that are life-based not science-based if you believe something about politics if you believe something about uh, science those things change all right something you think is a fact might not be when it comes to belief and other things uh, those things sometimes can stay solid like my ideas of karma creation evolution i don't think those will ever change and to be honest the reason i say that is i mean it's I'm not going to stay adamant about that, that it's true, and I'm just going to hold it. But I believe that if it is true, which it is true, I 100% can say it's true, not I think, not I believe it's true, it just is true, that I can argue that. I can always argue why it's true. And if I cannot do that, then maybe it's not. 
Maybe it's not true. It's also maybe that I'm just not educated enough. You know, some people can just argue better than you. Even if you're right, they'll they'll make you wrong. But I would like to think that I'm pretty okay at rhetoric. I'm pretty okay at speaking and some sort of argument. So I think I can easily, easily argue a truth. But yeah, sometimes it's okay in, in that case. But in that case, rather than just being adamant, crossing your arms and saying, no, it's um, understanding and uh, being able to argue and being able to defend something. Also, I I think it's really echoey in here. So yeah, again, just move. So there is a carpet on the ground, but it is a, it's still wooden floor on the out of the carpet. And then the walls are really empty. There's only a bed, this table, and then the carpet. So it might be really, really echoey if that's the case. My apologies. I might need to put some acoustic foam up somewhere. Don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, though, the video format of the podcast coming soon, hopefully. Just a teaser right there. Uh, need to get that new phone. Again, Apple event happened Tuesday. Stunning phones. Anyways, Adam and C and Obstacy. If you never admit when you're wrong, even when you're very clearly in the wrong, there will definitely be a problem. Uh, people get angry unfortunately especially when you're wrong and you don't think you're wrong the purpose of life as i just said a second ago something i'll, I'll defend because it's true is creation and evolution relationships are part of life so just the same as you do in life you have to in relationships be willing to grow to change and to evolve because that's what everything does everything goes up everything comes down the buddha saw this years and years and years ago and it still holds true today creation evolution growth and destruction growth creation growth and destruction i I guess i don't talk about the third i don't know man one day we'll have that episode on creation evolution and one of my homies i'm gonna send it to him and he's gonna i'm 100 percent sure he's gonna geek out and laugh at me like oh freak you finally did it huh because I, I talk about it so much just in my in my personal life. And that does go to the next point as well, which is if something is brought up and you understand that it's a problem, you should be not only willing to, but ready to fix the problem. If a problem is is brought up, right? So if if someone says this is wrong, this is bad, this is not okay. You have to be very willing to deal with that, especially if it's with yourself. You know, you ask yourself if someone tells you something about yourself, someone criticizes you. Is that a criticism, a genuine criticism? And can you, is it true? If it is true, then is it something that you agree with that is, you know, it's a valid criticism that should change? In which case, change, pretty simple. If you don't think it's a flaw and there's a reason you do it then fair enough you know so not everyone is going to uh, you can't have a relationship with everyone unfortunately so you know maybe some people it's just a matter of you have different purposes and different values and different metrics and you know you should play your game separately but you know yeah just be willing be willing to fix problems and be willing to to evolve yourself and be willing to be open to the evolution of a relationship 
and always be open, always, always be open to the fact. I mean, this is to sum this section up right here. Always be open to the fact that you may be wrong, you narcissist, okay? Now, considering that there is a cognitive bias, the inconsistency avoidance tendency that says, quote, people don't change, end quote, this is not, this is definitely 100% not always easy, okay? Especially with that whole, quote, compromise, end quote thing, thing that you're supposed to do, right? People compromise or whatever. Maybe, uh... Maybe that's why my relationships don't work. I mean, compromise really isn't my game, bro. I don't, I, compromise, you know, how do you, how do you do that? I, I've always kind of done what I want, lived, lived the life how I want, played the game how I want. I don't know, dude. Maybe that's why I never, yeah, yeah. Maybe I had a revelation right here. Maybe that's why none of my relationships work. Don't be like me and make sure you do that stupid compromise thing. Yeah, okay? Uh, maybe maybe you won't have the train wreck of relationships that I've had in my past then. Um, yeah, yeah. That said, with uh, one of the things I said, right, um, you know, be willing to change and be willing to fix problems, especially when people bring up criticism, that will kind of touch and go into the next, the next tip here which is going to be probably the most most important part of all relationships and the most important part for success in every relationship this goes with adamancy and obviously this goes with honesty this goes with everything the most important factor in a successful relationship is how long of a break should I wish I had I wish I had sponsors or ads so I could just throw them here and just leave that suspense. Maybe I should fill up fill up some random time. What's something stupid? I started watching Axel World. It's absolutely heat, dude. Great anime. Man, I'm really stalling. Uh but yeah, the most important factor in a successful relationship in all successful relationships whether it be a business relationship, an intimate relationship, a non-intimate relationship, a friendship, a parent-child relate, all of them. Every relationship, the most important factor is communication. Communication. Communication is everything in a relationship. If you can have successful communication and solid, good, great communication, then you win. Dude, and so not communicating can destroy relationships in two ways, okay? One, there's an elephant in the room that is not discussed ever, okay? Between you and the other party or parties, I don't know, maybe this is a, a polygamy relationship. But there's an elephant in the room that is not discussed, which produces a distance that grows more and more until you fall apart right? Or the elephant just goes on an absolute rampage and brings the entire house down. It can burn and crash like a hot effing airplane that failed, or it can just slowly wither, attenuate and die like every flower that someone ever gives you because you think that putting it in the stupid vase is going to keep it alive. Anyways, <laughs> Yeah, that's one way, right? So that elephant in the room, you know, there's something big that you both know is there. Both or multiple, all of you know is there. 
However, you just don't talk about it because it's uncomfortable. It's weird. We'll get to that though. And then the other, the second way in which it can destroy a relationship. And I feel like these days is more and more common because this one's really easy not to talk about. It's a small fly rather than elephant that usually you just want to ignore. But that fly, it's, it's a parasite. All right. It feeds and grows on every small feeling and becomes more and more of a problem, which could change your behavior or explode out of you and cause a bigger problem depending on the other party slash parties. And some people will get mad at you, mad that you never said anything. Other people will feel bad. If they feel bad, they may apologize or become distant until they're gone. But yeah, that annoying fly will fester into a parasite that rips your head off and lays eggs inside of your neck considering that you may take one relationship failure into future relationships that's a pretty accurate analogy and so to explain this to give a better hypothetical say that this fly is an insecurity okay so um, let's just say an intimate relationship between a male and a female and the dude he a little insecure okay his his uh, his girlfriend is is speaking to other males very platonically and uh, maybe they're flirting but or maybe the guy the, the guy she's speaking to is flirting with her and you feel insecure maybe they're better than you you think and it's a small fly and you're like you know whatever it's this tiny feeling right she definitely won't she she won't leave me right for for someone else and you think that and every time she does small things you act in small ways that that's begin to weird her out you know you become more clingy a little more uh, restrictive uh you want to know where she is a little bit more because you that small fly and it gets bigger and then gets bigger and and two things can happen either you know like i said uh, slowly fall apart or one day you just get really, really mad because that little insecurity grew so big. That little fly became so big feeding on you because you fed it so much that you explode. You know, you get really angry when some, she does something that really doesn't even matter and you just go off. All right. And so that's definitely usually won't go well unless the other party is so level-headed and just a saint of a human being. It's just not going to work. So that's... Those are the two ways, the elephant in the room and then the tiny parasitic fly on you. One of them kind of between the two and the other one is usually uh, you can see it in yourself um, more than you can see it in another person because in another person you usually won't. I guess now you will because I've just given you the training telling you, hey, this is the parasite. This is how it works. This is why things are happening. In which case, if you see this behavior in someone which they're slowly changing and slowly, you know, being weird for something, ask them if they're okay. Ask them if, um, you know, what they think. Ask them if their opinion. Ask them, you know, and maybe push a little bit because, again, they want to ignore it. Like, they might deny it themselves, like just themselves. So they need to realize it before they can talk about it, of course. And so you know, be, uh, be aware of that, right? So now you now because of this wonderful, beautiful training that I've just passed down to you, my comrades, uh, you'll be able to see this, but more or less above that you be spot this in yourself spot this in your, you know, look, when you go through this, when you feel this, when you have that parasite, know that you have it know where it stems from and know what it wants to feed on. And then Kill the stupid parasite. Don't just let it fly around, bruh. Don't let a bug destroy your relationship. 
And also that uh, that analogy about a parasite ripping your head off and laying eggs inside your... I think there is actually a parasite that does that with ants. I don't remember the name of it, but it's effing crazy, dude. Anyways, you guys can look into that or something. But again, like I said, uh, lay eggs inside of your neck. And I said, considering that you may take one relationship failure into other relationships is actually a pretty good and accurate analogy. And so uh, what I mean by that is... When you fail in one relationship, if one relationship goes wrong, you usually take that failure and put it in your bag, your suitcase, because people are really attached to everything, and you carry that into the next relationship, and similar things could happen. Uh, You know, people repeat the same mistakes all the time. History repeats itself all the time, because people keep carrying things with them. And so, yeah, that parasite definitely is going to be laying some eggs in your neck. So, you know, be careful, especially if... Well, now you'll realize, right? Because again, you've been trained now. But especially if you didn't even notice that the parasite was there during the uh, um, relationship that broke down, that parasite will have, you know, you probably put it in denial. So you probably didn't know where it came from. You didn't know anything about it. And it, it wasn't a problem to you. It was the other person's fault, right? Maybe she shouldn't have been talking to those other people, right, dude? It's not my fault. I'm not weird, clingy, or in what's it called uh i'm insecure uh crap man i thought there was another word for it i don't remember i don't use these words i don't use that word very often uh but yeah to to continue on communication the communication is really really hard really challenging you know it's the most important factor in a successful relationship and it's probably the hardest factor in a successful relationship it's really uncomfortable and hard and it really does support that you know just ignore it idea you don't want to deal with something if it's stupid and seems gross and not fun right like that computer science project that i just don't want to do right now (laughs) crap man i think i need to i need to get on that after i finish recording and editing and putting this podcast up yeah well eh, you guys will Hopefully having a great time listening to this podcast while I go suffer after this. Anyways, yeah, being communication being really hard and challenging does uh, does really support the ignore it thing. But if you ignore a leak in the ceiling, it'll turn into a hole. Ignore a pain in your chest and you figure out too late you have terminal cancer. Ignore anything and it turns to crap. Relationships follow the same simple law of attenuation. If there's a problem and you think it's not a problem, it's going to become a much bigger unsolvable problem. Please, please, if you have a pain in your chest, go to the hospital and check that out. You know, don't get terminal cancer. That would suck. Um, if you have a leak in your ceiling, please patch that up. Otherwise, there will become your bathtub will fall down and land on you in, while you're in the kitchen. I speak from experience. Not really. Uh, hasn't happened yet. Maybe it will. We'll see. But yeah, even if it seems small, I personally still encourage bringing, honestly, everything up, Uh, even if it's in a joking format, which sometimes, you know, if you are being insecure and you understand that it's okay to be really stupid when you say, like, I know this is dumb and horribly stupid, but I'm insecure about whatever. I'm insecure that, you you know, that other guys are going to take you away from me. Good to go back to the other hypothetical. And even that tiny reassurance that no way that wouldn't happen, uh, you know chill out uh whatever whatever assurance that people give that's cliche and dumb that helps dude even the small things 
And if you do communicate something and you're judged for that communication, that may just be a sign that you shouldn't be in that relationship. If someone's judging you because you care enough and you mustered up enough courage to speak about something, if they're getting angry about that, and sometimes people ignore it because they're afraid of confrontation and that anger, dude. If you're dealing with anger, if you're afraid of confrontation, if that's why you don't want to bring things up, then there's a chance that one or both of you shouldn't be in a relationship uh, regarding another person you should be focusing on yourself and the only relationship you should be worrying about is the one with yourself and the universe and and dealing with that first but yeah on that note though yeah it is uh it is very likely that at times you are simply insecure or it's a problem or it's a you problem you flawed talking ape But you should uh, figure that out through communication too. So yeah, you know, sometimes it really is a you problem. If you are being judged, there there's a chance that, you know, it's just, uh, it's really just something really, really stupid that you shouldn't be thinking, worrying about. And insecurities are those usually really, really stupid things. And so, you know, remember, most things in life are your responsibility. All things in life are your responsibility. Most things in life in your life, at least, are probably your fault, okay? You effing sentient meatball. <laughs> uh, I still love you, you sentient meatloaf, talking ape, blue marble, existing freaking monkey language speaker, guy, gal, male, female, dude, dude that. I haven't said that in so freaking long. But yeah, to uh, to wrap this up, let's, let's get to this uh, the moral of this story. One thing in common is that all of these three things, honesty, adamancy, and obduracy, and communication, they all had one thing in common, and that is, this may be hard. Relationships are hard. They're a lot of work at times. Trust me, I know, I failed a few hundred of them. Yes, hundred. No, not an exaggeration. I have failed over probably 200 relationships non-intimate of course uh, i'm a celibate man okay but yeah I've, I've failed a lot of those but yeah they're a lot of work they're really tough and sometimes recently at least i haven't focused much on keeping track of relationships on being within relationships i've really for the past few years focused on myself and growing myself and you know through that my relationships have improved just in by themselves because i became a better being and in general some you know karmically i guess uh, some positivity came my way and one of the ways that positivity manifested was through my relationships and i love all the people i talk to so much but yeah relationships are something you need to put uh, time and energy into time and time and energy Put, yeah, I said that right. Why did I why did I trip over myself? I tripped over literally nothing. I why does that happen with words? You can do it in real life and you can do it with words too. Huh? Yeah, it's something relationships are something you need to put a lot of time and energy in, or just time and energy into. In some relationships you need to put more time and energy than others. And uh, as tons and tons and tons of psychology psychology studies have painfully shoved into my face 
relationship success is the number one predictor of life success. Stupid ancestors and their tribes, bruh. For real, dude. Come on. Why did we have to evolve to be group members, dude? Come on. Why can't I be lonely in the woods with my freaking plaid shirt and my axe and be a lumberjack, dude? I look, Come on, man. I just want to be one with the trees. I think you could do that. Trees are pretty dope companions. Trees probably taught me more about life than literally anyone else in my life ever has. So I'm okay with that. Shout out the trees, dude. What did I say last episode? I speak for the trees on God, on God. But yeah, a few uh, a few thousand years of evolution makes it pretty injurious to be lonely. Stupid Mother Nature, bro. I'm just kidding. I love Mother Nature, as I just said, but... You know, yeah, just put work into your relationships, dude. Uh, to reiterate, though, um, relationships suck. I mean, um, relationships are hard, okay? <laughs> Sorry, personal opinion slipped into there. Uh, however, they do seem necessary. Take care of them and make relationships that take care of you in return. Thank you for listening to Seriously Funny. Please rate this podcast, please share this podcast, and please like and subscribe or whatever form of whatever platform you're doing that on supports. I will see you all next week with hopefully less echo. I hope you enjoyed, and I'm going to reiterate that statement one more time. Make good relationships, take care of those relationships, and make relationships that take care of you. I think that was a really important and really, really deep thing, really deep point. And uh, as you listen to this podcast, I can say that we have a relationship and I cherish it and I love you. Thank you for listening once more. See ya.